Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about how to eat better in social situations, right? So we need to be able to eat out in the wild, you know, not just eat well at the house. And um, there's a few techniques and strategies you can use to make this happen. Um, so the first one is, and this is by far, I believe the most important one of all of them is to work on your relaxation. Because a lot of times, <clears throat> excuse me, what's triggering uh, the overeating in social situations is kind of a low level anxiety, right? So again, I don't know where you're at, you know, but if you're, if you're a super extrovert, you know, you may not have to deal with this, but pretty much anyone else on the scale to some degree, there's going to be some, uh, anxiety, some nervousness, some tension when you get into social situations. And if you start to feel anxious, you know, that triggers, you know, you to want to eat unhealthy foods, a, uh, it puts you in a situation where the eating becomes a distraction, you know, to try and self-soothe almost. And uh, it may not mean that you're hungry, you know, it just may be a real easy way to do something that kind of helps you deal with the anxiety or the tension or the stress that you're experiencing. So if you work on relaxing and being more calm in that situation, that's going to go a far way towards helping you eat better in a social situation. Now, building on top of that, how do you actually stay calm in that situation? <clears throat> and I think one of the best ways you can do that is to prepare yourself, right? Before you get into that situation, that, that goes a, a far way to how we actually experience it. Because a lot of times, let's just say it's a social situ situation you're familiar with, right? Um, maybe it's a monthly, you know, chamber of commerce meeting you go to, something like that. And um, what happens is we start to anticipate, you know, if you get nervous in social situations or a little anxious, you start to imagine that situation in your mind and you're almost pre-anticipating that's going to be stressful or anxiety inducing, you know, um, or, you know, you may be fine and there's no stress, but you're imagining that situation and you're expecting that you're going to eat a lot of food, right? Maybe the last, you know, 10 times you've gone to this situation, the social situation, you've way overeaten. And so what happens is you have to understand that our brain basically does what it did. And so if you've overeaten in a situation in the past, there's a great chance you're going to do it again because that's what you know. And so one of the best ways to eat better in social situations is before you get there to, in your mind, imagine how you want to be, you know? And so this kind of combines the first one of being more calm. So you imagine yourself in the social situation, but instead of just imagining yourself feeling and behaving the way that you did in the past, calm yourself down and relax and say, how do I want to act in that situation? And then we say, well, I want to be relaxed and calm. I want to be focused and aware of what my goals are. I want to be enjoying the conversations or whatever the situation is. That's how I want to do it. And then you start to imagine how you want to eat, right? And, and maybe you don't want to eat anything, but maybe you want to eat some things moderately. Wherever it is that you want to be, imagine in your mind what it would feel like to be in that situation, feeling the way you want to feel, behaving the way that you want to behave. And that kind of sets you up for more success. Doesn't guarantee it, but it starts to help pre-program you for how you want to feel, think, feel, and behave in that situation. Um, and, and so again, if you, if you work on relaxing and then you kind of practice relaxing before you get in that situation and imagine yourself being relaxed in that context, that's a great first step to kind of prepare yourself. And the third thing I would say, and the final one, and this is just more of a practical sense is when you go into that situation, do not go into it hungry. Okay. So I would suggest again, if you think about the hunger scale being zero to 10, 10 being stuffed to zero being absolutely starving. When you go into that social situation, go into it at a level three, four, you know? And so if it's a social situation where you're eating dinner and all the rest of it, still go into it with a three, four so that you're not really, really hungry, right? Because if you're really hungry, 
and you're stressed, <laughs> forget it. You know what I mean? You're, you're probably going to way overeat. So if you prepare yourself with some of these strategies of relaxing, imagining yourself being relaxed in that scenario, eating the way that you want to eat, and then going into the scenario um, in the situation with a comfortable level of hunger, you know, so that you're, you're not starving, but you're not totally full either. Somewhere in the middle, you're going to have way more control over your eating. And it's such a nice feeling when you can go into social situations, if that is a challenge for you, it, it's such a, a real boost to your confidence when you can go into these situations that used to be challenging and you use strategies and, and techniques that really, really work for you because this really works, you know, and so it may take a couple of times to practice it. But when you can go into social situations, knowing and expecting that you're going to be fine, that you're going to be relaxed, calm, eating exactly the way you want to, um, that can become, that can push you a far way towards getting to your weight loss goals because you really start to believe you can do it, you know? And if you can do it when you're in social situations or at restaurants or wherever the challenges are for you, um, then you can do it anywhere, you know? And that's a nice belief to kind of put under your belt. So let yourself focus on this. If this is one of your challenges um, in your life, let yourself, again, relax, imagine yourself being the person you want to be, behaving the way you want to behave in that situation, and then go into it setting yourself up for success um, by eating, again, I mean, a glass of water, a small snack is a great way to go into a situation like that. It really sets you up for success. Um, and just building on the last one, just one final one, is even in the situation, get some water in you right away, you know, um, because again, it helps you feel more, more satisfied while you're in the situation. And when you're more satisfied and calm, you're able to make much better decisions naturally. All right. So, so give that a shot next time you're going to be in there. Uh, so yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them, you know, anything you, you're thinking about weight loss, uh, I'll be happy to talk about that. Um, let's see here. So yeah, I don't know if people are dealing with, where are we at? We're at a April 20th, right? So, uh. Spring's officially here, hopefully for, for everyone. Is vision boarding work on weight loss? Yeah, I would think I would think that. I would, I would think vision boarding, you know, anything that connects you to the goal, I'm a big, big fan of that, is being part of the process. Now, I think a lot of times, you know, even hypnosis can fall into this, but certainly law of attraction, this idea that we're just going to imagine ourselves being thin or whatever, and then it's just happening. I don't think so, but I think it's a good part of the process because I think vision boarding, imagining yourself the way you want to be. Uh, I think it's great to motivate yourself, you know, and, and to train yourself to some degree, the more you put your, your headspace into that version of you that you want to be, I think that's really good because it's causing you to think like the person you want to be, you know, and again, it boosts motivation to connect to that. And then, it, it helps with, um, with how you think and how you, um, how you think about yourself and how you feel, you know, when you really put your, your headspace into your goal, you know, and so vision boarding can ha definitely help that. Listen, 75% of your brain is dedicated to visual stimuli. So visual, you know, like vision boarding, visual things that, um, you know, represent our goals are very, very powerful, you know, because most of our brain is dedicated to our visual stimuli and our subconscious mind is very symbolic. So as we put these different, you know, symbolic visual images in front of us that mean something, it can be a very powerful motivator. So yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I, I definitely would suggest that. Um, someone says, sometimes I find it difficult to go to family functions when eating accounts for 95% of what we do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what I was just saying. You know, and I don't know how often you're in those situations. I can tell you, like for me, um, the uh Thanksgiving was, was one of the biggest challenges, one of the last ones that I really got a handle on um, because it was so rare too though. But, but anyways, what I would suggest is the same stuff I said, 
even with family and sometimes even more so with family, right? We can get anxious and kind of, you know, tense um, based on what we're expecting, right? There might be some even family, right? They, they could be some of those triggering people in the world for us. So uh, yeah, like if it, if it is family, it's the same thing though. You really do want to focus in on your relaxation. That's the, the foundational core piece, you know, of, of managing your state is being able to stay in a calm, relaxed state. And so that's the foundational piece. But the next piece is the same thing. What, what happens is because in the past you've gone to these family functions where everyone, it's all just about eating, you just expect now every time you go to a family function that you're just going to eat a lot of food. You know, that, that's just what, how you think of it because that's what you've done in the past. So the solution to that is to start imagining yourself the way you want to be in that scenario. How do you want to behave? How do you want to eat? You know, and that's a lot of people, you know, they'll go to the family function at the end of it, they feel really full and they say, oh God, I, I'm not going to, I wish I didn't eat that way. I wish I didn't do that. Oh, I always eat too much when I go to these things, but it's all about the problem. You know, so you really want to put as much possible energy as, as you can into how do I want to behave at these family functions? How can I go to this family function and enjoy myself more than I ever have and eat in a moderate, you know, way that's going to bring me towards my weight loss goals, you know? And I would ask that question and imagine what that version of me and how that would look and feel. You know, I put myself in that situation and imagine it. And that's a huge way of, of tracking that. And then, like I said as well, going into it and eating, you know, drinking some water, having a small, healthy, fiberful snack before you get in there as well, um, that's going to set you up for success as well. Um, where do I start with weight loss? Um, where you start with weight loss is, is your worst habit. Whatever your worst habit is, you know, start focusing on it. That's what we do in my program. Um, the, the dieting thing, you know, it's, it's, it makes no sense. That's why you feel overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Because you're trying to fix absolutely everything on day one. And it's, oh, it's too overwhelming for anyone, you know? And so it just gets you into a pattern of, you know, you, you try and fix everything. You can't do it. You feel discouraged. And uh, then you feel like you don't know where to start. So what I'd suggest you do is you start with your worst habit, whatever it may be, the one that shows up the most, right? The one you're doing multiple days a week. You know, I'd start there. It might be nighttime snacking. It might be overeating at dinner. might be snacking in the afternoon or overeating in the afternoon, whatever, you know, pick the one that's the guy responsible for the most calories and focus in on it and work on fixing it and spend a month, two months really working on fixing it, managing it and finding alternate strategies and then move on to the next one, which you get a handle on that. Um, the pressure from family members to eat unhealthy. Yeah. Pressure from family members to eat unhealthy. Yep. That's a, that's a big one. So how do you deal with that? You know, like that is such a thing because as soon as someone, geez, especially families, like the second they find out you want to eat better or lose weight, it's just like they smell blood in the water, you know, and they're just all over it. I, I don't understand this, <laughs> but it's a thing, right? So yeah, there's a lot of pressure for it. What I would suggest, I'll give you a couple tips on that one. Um, you know, I, I, my, my first number one thing with family type stuff is I like to fly under the radar. You know, I, I don't want to talk about food. If I'm eating better, I'm looking to lose weight. I've lost some weight. Um, I don't want to talk about it at all. And I know that's hard to do, right? Because you're really into it and you're proud of yourself and you should be. Um, but it's like the second you start talking about it with family, it's like, it, it, <laughs> I don't know, it's just that way. So I try to avoid it as much as possible. Just fly under the radar. And then, you know, if they start to sense things out, because as soon as they start to sense it or figure out you're trying to eat well, that's like, oh, you sure you don't want this? No, you sure it was so good. And so, yeah, there's all that stuff, right? Now you can reframe that. It is a challenging situation, but it's also an opportunity to really solidify your motivation and your, the strategies you're using. So one of the key strategies I, I would suggest for you is never watch your language. Okay. Because you never want to say, Oh, I can't have that. I'm on a diet. That is like waving the red flag to a bull. Okay. Do not say you can't have it. 
say, you know, some version of this, not exactly what I'm saying, but some version of, I don't want that. I'm, you know, this is this they know you're on a diet now. You're not on a diet, I hope. But uh, they know you're eating better. They know you're, you're making changes in how you eat and your lifestyle and your, your weight. Um, so once that's out in the open, you know, someone says, something, no, you know, you could say I'm full. I've had enough. You know, I'm good. I'm good right now. I'll have some in a little while. You know, again, that's, that's the throwing them off the, the trail a little bit still. Once they're on the case, they're like, oh, you know, Jim's on a diet. He's, he's, lo he's losing weight. <laughs> and everyone knows. I said, you sure you don't want you know, cookies, some ice cream? And then at that point, I would say something like, uh, no, I don't want that. I'm actually, I, I've been really doing really well and I'm feeling amazing, you know, and I'm going to, I want to keep feeling amazing. Now, again, that, that's when we get confrontational almost, you know what I mean? But, but that's the language. So notice the language you're using because it'll elicit different responses. But I promise you, if you say, I can't have that because I'm on a diet, everyone in the family is going to try and get you to eat that thing. Okay. So again, first option is to lay low and just avoid all of it. Uh, the section op option, they, they kind of get it, sniff it out. And then again, you're just like, ah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm just, I'm full right now. I've had enough, whatever. And the third option when it's out in the open, full blown confrontation. No, I'm, I choose. I don't want that. I, I I'm feeling really good right now. So I'm good. I'm going to skip that, you know? So anyways, that, that'd be some suggestions. <clears throat> uh, someone says, how do, how do I stay consistent? Um, yeah, again, Elena, it, it's, it's, it's easier to stay consistent when you focus on one habit at a time. You're never going to stay consistent. If you start a diet, you're never going to be consistent on a diet. So let's just throw that out. Don't ask me that question because <laughs> you're not going to be consistent on a diet. Well, you're going to be keto tomorrow and be consistent, like never eating a carb again. It's just such an overreaction. And it's so goofy that that's why you can't like, what diet are you going to stay consistent on? What diet have you ever stayed consistent on for years? L l write it in the comments. I'd love to see. So at some point, you know, you got to realize it's the diet that's the problem. That mindset of you starting perfect on day one is the problem. It's a lot easier to stay consistent with your commitment, realizing that I'm committing to changing my weight and I don't have good days and bad days. And that's okay because I'm going to start where I'm at. And I'm going to systematically and strategically and intelligently change up my, the way I eat, the way I live and my lifestyle and, and my weight, you know? And so, um, when you do it that way, it's a lot easier to be consistent and, Again, in my program, this is the big difference because most people when they're on, trying to lose weight, they're all or nothing, right? You have a, you have a good day eating, great. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm see you tomorrow. You have a bad day eating, you're pretty much done, right? It's very difficult to recover from that when you're on a diet. And so you have nothing that's really like, <clears throat> you have no stability, right? You, your weight loss is very conditional. If you have a good day, great. If you have a bad day, oh shit, I can't do this anymore. And so in my program, we always have this central process of programming yourself. And so every day you're checking in for a minute and you have a process and you have a good day. Great. We reinforce it, but you have a bad day. Great. We can learn something important here and learn a new strategy and reinforce one that we forgot about. And so whether you have a good day or a bad day really doesn't matter a shit of difference. What matters is what are you consistently doing, whether you have a good day or a bad day, and you probably don't have anything. You're all or nothing. And it's very conditional on how you eat. So again, to really be consistent, you need to have something that's that, that floats above your behavior. You know, whether you're good or bad, you're, you're still doing this. You know, I hope that makes sense. Um, I listened to your meditation video a few months ago. Now I lost five kilograms. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, some people are very suggestible. And uh, yeah, the, the sessions work like that sometimes. So great job. Yeah, keep it up. <clears throat> how is repeating affirmation work on weight loss? Okay, this is a good question because typical affirmations don't work for weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> the typical affirmations don't work for shit. Um, because if you don't believe those affirmations, you know, if you're like, I'm thin, I'm thin, I'm thin. 
right? And it's like you're saying it, but there's a part of your mind saying, bullshit, this is, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. So if you feel like you don't believe it, you could say it a million times. It's not going to do anything, okay? Um, in my program, we have mantras, you know, that are logical, intelligent things that there's no doubt you believe in, right? So one of them is that, you know, nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. No shit, right? I mean, you're not going to argue with that, you know? So it's not, it's not an affirmation you have to get yourself to believe in. It's something you do believe, but you, you don't reinforce it. You don't reinforce any positive mantras because we live in a world where all the money's made from you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. So you tell me where you're getting any diet, you know, mental diet of positive, encouraging messages, right? So my program, you know, again, every day you start five minutes off and, you know, it's a hypnosis, but every day is a unique mantra. And then there's a sleep gnosis sessions at night. Those are 10 minutes and there's eight weeks. Each week you get a core weight loss mantra where we really reinforce it, reinforce it, reinforce it. So affirmations could work if they were set up right, you know? Um, but affirmations of just saying the same thing that you don't believe it, you're never going to believe it most likely. And so it won't make any difference if you don't believe it. So I, I hope that makes a little sense. Long as my age said, you totally get it. Yeah. Um, I believe me, I get it. I know what it's like with the family thing, you know, for sure. And it's a challenge. Listen, you, listen, we all got, when you want to lose weight, we, we all have, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And in our lifestyle and our situation, we all have challenges and, um, I don't know what's the opposite of challenge <laughs> supportive or, you know, it, it, easy. Some things are easy. Some things are hard. It's just that way. And, um, so what we want to do is we want to crystallize. What are the challenges? We don't want to shy away from them. We're scared of them. We want to recognize, okay, for me, you know, I go to family stuff. I have a client in my program. Um, every Sunday is family dinner thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I don't want to give up family dinner. How do I go to family dinner and be thin? That's a starting point. And then we, you know, we work on strategies, moving that forward. Um, but take it all on as a challenge, you know? And again, you can't just, just because you take it on challenges mean you just fix it tomorrow, but it becomes this consistent moving forward of fixing and, and facing the challenges and overcoming them, you know? Um, Ashley says, I'm only doing 1,500 calories and 30 grams of protein a day. Sometimes I may go over just a little. I've lost three pounds so far. Okay, great. Um, I don't know how long you've been doing it, but good. I mean, 1,500 calories isn't very much calories, but, you know, if... Uh, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Um, people criticize the way we eat when we're obese, but we start eating healthy and they try to sabotage. Um, yeah, yeah, right? That's so true. Uh, I, I made a video. I was, just, I was looking through some of my old videos, but I made a video like, no one wants you to lose weight. And um, it sounds like a negative message, but it's not meant to be. It's meant to identify the reality of the situation that when you go to eat healthier and, and better, really what it's like, you have to think of it this way. And it's not necessarily fair because you're putting all this work in and try and eat healthier and do the right stuff. And then on top of that, you also have to like watch out for other people's feelings, you know? But when you start eating healthier and doing healthier stuff and losing weight and getting results, it's like holding a mirror up to the other person, you know? And so I think you should go into it with some compassion in that sense. And I know it sounds hard because right? you're, you're doing everything you can to try and do it and everyone should be cheering you on and supporting you, but that's just not what happens, you know? A lot of times people feel threatened or attacked or they feel, now they feel like, um, they could be jealous, but, but more often than that, it's like, it's a reflection back on them and what they're doing and it's uncomfortable for them, you know? And so they, they try and sabotage it. That's the easiest way out of the pain, you know? Um, so just recognize that again, I, I, I dealt 1000% with that with, with, with family and people, um, not supporting it, you know, and it was frustrating, no doubt about it. However, I recognized it and I, I took it on as a challenge. Like I was just saying, and I came up with strategies. I don't give a shit. I, I remember saying this that even if no one supports me, 
you know, like, like people not supporting me or trying to sabotage me. Is that going to make me stop? No, it's not. And so just it strengthened my resolve really. And it gave me, you know, kind of the starting point of finding strategies to deal with that. You know, now those strategies are more emotional. How do I deal with, how do I go to these situations where I know people are going to like, you know, tease me or try and get me to eat something or try and sabotage me, whatever. And so I would recognize all those situations and I come up with strategies for each of them, you know? And, um, I think that's an important thing. You got to ask yourself that question. Cause again, you know, your situation. And, uh, if you take the approach of you keep trying different things until they work, you know, like, like you'll get a lot further, but, but I get it. Yeah. It's not fair, but it does happen. Um, Elena says, none real. I always quit. I forget what you'd said, Lee Elaine. I want to see this. Oh, okay. Oh, how do I stay consistent? Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, none, none. Yeah. Cause the diets, none. I, yeah, really. I always quit. Yeah. Cause again, y listen, it's not a problem. Elena. <laughs> um, Elena says, thank you. So learn from everything I do and change or get better at it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Great. Elena. Yeah. You get exactly what I'm saying. Um, stop with the diet mindset. The diet mindset is a it's the, it's the mental prison that's keeping you overweight. I, I can't put it any more clearly than that. Your weight issue is almost 100% a mindset issue. I don't want to say 100%, but, but it's primarily a mindset issue. Okay, more, Your mindset is affecting your weight more than your genetics, your hormones, your metabolic disorder, your diabetes, any of those things. Okay, And so the mindset's the key thing. And so the, the biggest mindset problem you have right now is that you think like a dieter. You've been exposed to a millions of diet ads in your lifetime and you think like a dieter and dieters never really lose the weight, do they? Dieters lose some weight a little bit and then they put it back on. They constantly think about losing weight. They constantly think about which diet I should do, um, all the rest of it, you know? So it's, um, it's a problem. It's a big problem. That's why I do, I do these all the time. And the one main thing I talk about is really the dieting mindset and how it's keeping you trapped. Okay. Cause the diets, you know, the diets are just a, all the big diets you know about are all owned by big food companies. You know, you understand that Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig is owned by Nestle. Um, the same company that owns Atkins Food Products, owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company that owns Slim Fast, same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. These companies don't want you to lose weight. They want you to diet because the dieting, they, they get a little money off you off the diets. And then you restrict your calories by a lot. And then you end up overeating a lot of calories ultimately. And, um, that's the position you're in, you know? So the dieting mindset is the biggest challenge you have to mastering your weight, 100%. And so again, I, I get out here all the time to try and talk to you and point that out because it's hard for you to see it because it's just, it's what you're, you're inundated with it. You know what I mean? Like, like everyone you know is inundated with it. And so everyone thinks about it that way. It's like, I always like, I like to reference smoking like cigarettes because, you know, you go back a hundred years ago, everyone was smoking and no one thought it was dangerous, Right. I mean, they're literally inhaling, you know, smoke into their lungs and don't, don't realize that it's dangerous and unhealthy. You know, that's the power of a mindset. It can literally override the effects of cigarette smoke. It can absolutely override the effects of, of the food we're eating and, you know, the diet thing as well. So, um, yeah, don't diet because it's a stupid ass. It doesn't work. Like you don't even, it's never worked for you. It doesn't work for anyone, you know, long-term. And yet you keep doing it because you're like, I don't, you can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point. You know, so it's very important that you make that distinction because the dieting mindset is literally what's keeping you trapped. So, yeah, instead of dieting, start working on what you're doing and make slow, steady increments like you would do anything else in your life that you wanted to get better at or make a change with. You would take slow, systematic improvements. You know, dieting is pretty much the only thing I could think of where you just jump in on day one trying to be perfect and it's overwhelming and it overwhelms you, you know. 
How do we get your program? Okay, that's a great question. Because <laughs> if you're if you're even remotely serious about mastering your weight, um, I, I I always joke that my my program is the number one weight mastery program. Um, it's probably the only weight mastery program, but uh, I, there's no question my my program is the most comprehensive weight mastery program there is because it really gets you from the bottom up to think like a thin person. You know, again, that inside out approach to weight loss. Um, but how do you get my program? I mean, you can go to programyourselfthin.com and you, there's a, you know, it'll talk about the program and you can order it, but don't do that. Okay. You're here. So I'll tell you a little trick and this is a, something you can do. Cause I always say like actions rewarded. So you can go to my bio, click that link and I'll give you a hypnosis session first of all. But then um, it takes a little bit of time to send that to you. So I bring you to a page and there's a training on there. Three steps to master your weight. You should watch this training. Again, if you remotely care about losing weight and living at your goal weight, you should watch that training. It's about 25, 30 minutes. When you get to the end of it, I'll describe my program and I give you 50% discount. Okay. So I would suggest you go through that. Unless you want to spend more and invest more in yourself, you can go ahead and get it from program yourself then. But um, if you want to save some money, 50%, go watch that training and um, then go get the program. Then you'll see too anyways. You'll, you'll see it is, is a good fit. Like, But you should watch the three steps to master your weight because it's a complete, just lay it out for you. You know, and it, it's different than probably anything you've seen. Um, about, right. I was looking for that information too. Oh, yeah, Mary said, okay. So you got to do, go through what I told you though. Save 50%. But if you just want to learn about the program, you just go to programyourselfthen.com. Um, and if you want to, get into the program, which you should, because I, I go in like 20 minutes. This program, let me just talk about it real quick, just because, again, I was talking about the dieting mindset and um, it's, uh, the dieting mindset is so, it's like a virus on all of our brains. Let me just talk about my program just real quick, just to give you some perspective about what a real comprehensive approach to lose. So, so again, all diets are about weight loss, right? And this is the first problem with the diet mindset is all you care about is losing weight. You don't care how you're going to do it. You just want to lose weight. That causes you, A, to think about weight loss as a temporary thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And it causes you to choose more extreme approaches. You don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. And that's pretty much the foundational pieces that keep you on this never-ending cycle. You know, And so my program is not about losing weight. It's about getting to your goal weight and living the rest of your life there on near autopilot. That's the goal. Now, in order to do that, you need to change your mindset and you need the ability to change your behavior which is your biggest problem right now. Your biggest problem isn't that you don't know what to do. The biggest problem is you have no idea how to get yourself to do it consistently. Understand that, right? Because if you were a robot and you just typed in what you're going to eat all day and you just ate that, then you lose weight, no problem. Okay, the problem is you say, okay, I'm going to start, I'm not going to eat any sugar today. You know, and then two o'clock comes and you're like, oh God, I, I really feel like I need something sweet. And you feel like a Jonesin, you know? So you have no ability to change your habits or your behaviors. And that's what you learn in the program. Um, and so how do you learn that, right? You learn how to think feel and act like a naturally thin person. So how do you, how does someone do that? Okay. Well, there's a couple components to it. The first one, the key one is the program yourself thin technique where you learn how to program your subconscious mind because it's your subconscious mind that's running your weight. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the part of you that knows you should lose weight, wants you to lose weight, knows what you should do and tries to get you to do it. Your willpower, your subconscious mind runs all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors on autopilot. And so all of your eating behaviors are subconscious. Have you ever wondered this? Like you start a diet with the best of intentions and then some part of you compels you to want to eat the wrong food. Well, what part of that is you? Maybe you want to lose weight. I know you do, right? But there's some part of you that wants to eat the shitty food. So how do you explain this? What's your subconscious mind? And it says, okay, eight o'clock, we're sitting on the sofa, time to eat the ice cream. 
You know, that's simple. It's very Pavlovian. So your subconscious mind runs a lot different than your conscious mind, but you never learn any of this. And so what you try to do to lose weight is you try and use your conscious willpower to fight against your subconscious mind. Big mistake. Your subconscious mind is way more powerful than your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind is 90% of your brain. Your conscious mind is about 10% of your brain anatomically. And so there's no, it's no match. And this is what you feel. You're able, when you really start in the beginning, you're really fired up and you're able to do it for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden the old habits start getting stronger and stronger. And you, you have less ability to restrict them. And you go back to doing what you always did. Okay. So program yourself. Then the goal is to not just try and restrict our subconscious mind. We want to reprogram our subconscious mind. We want to install programs into our subconscious mind, thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that keep us thin, that make us thin and keep us thin. So now, you know, I, I lost 50 pounds. It's been 30 years. And I, I, I never dieted, right? I, I'm not, I don't even work out. Like I'm telling you that now because when I wanted to lose the weight, again, I, I, this is all based in hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming, two core philosophies here. And so I said to myself, what are my strengths and my weaknesses? Well, my strengths are I'm lazy <laughs> in this context and my weaknesses, uh, I don't want to work out. So I'm going to build my weight mastery around being lazy. Well, the laziest way to lose weight is to stop eating so much. <laughs> and so I really focused on that. I changed my eating. And um, that was that was the secret. So I built around my, my strengths. So anyways, program yourself. Then the first thing you learn is a, a technique to how to program your subconscious mind to do the things you want to do. This becomes that daily activity you always come back to. So whether you had a shitty day or a good day, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't, by the way. It doesn't matter if you have a shitty day if you learn something from it. Okay. But right now you have a shitty day and you're off the reservation for three months, you know? So this gives you a, the ability and it, it, it removes so much fear and subconscious pressure and anxiety about weight loss because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Eat like shit today. Eat great today. It doesn't matter because you come back to the same spot and you learn from it or you reinforce what worked for you. So that's the core technique you use to reprogram your subconscious mind. There's um, three weight mastery blueprints. Your Weight mastery really relies on three things, your mindset mastery, lifestyle, and eating. So there's three specific blueprints that are customized to you um, that, again, you, listen, don't let someone just give you a meal plan. You think you're going to follow it. You've got a unique genetics, preferences, lifestyle. Um, build your eating plan around what you, around you, what you like to do, what works for you, all the rest of it. And it takes a little more time, but then it's, it fits you like a glove and then it's easier to maintain it. Okay. Um, then there's all the hypnosis. And this is again, a huge part of the program. My program's delivered to the phone, right? Cause that's a key thing. The hardest part of change is remembering it, right? Cause you're a busy person. So it's like you get distracted, right? And overwhelmed with stuff. The next thing you know, you haven't, you haven't tracked your eating in three days, you know? So this one here, it's like instantly when you sign up for the program, it's delivered through your phone. So every morning you wake up, there's a little message from me and, um, you click it and it brings you to a hypnosis session to listen to five minutes in the morning. You relax, calm down, you get all these positive suggestions and, and input. And then at night, there's a 10-minute session that you listen to. Um, and right before that, you do your, your one-minute self-hypnotic programming technique. And so that's, that's about it. That's the core of it. You know what I mean? And if you do this consistently, what happens is you start to change your behavior strategically, structurally, and um, you gain control of how to influence yourself so that you can start to actually behave and do the things that you have wanted to do for so long but have been unable to get yourself to do. You know, that, that's the real thing. And so again, I, I take it to you, compare that to whatever diets out there, the diet, like, and you pay, pick your diet. They're all, it's all the same in the sense, like, here's the plan, go follow it. See you later, you know? And so no one ever shows you how to change your mindset. And so it's you with the same messed up mindset, the same overweight mindset, trying to follow a diet. How many times have you tried it? 
you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's time to try something else, right? Because it's not the, it's not even the plans. You know, technically, it's not the plans in the sense that they've done studies where they've, they've compared the low fat, low carb, all the different diets. They com compare um, people doing different ones. People that actually follow the diets all get similar results. So all the diets work if you can follow them. Problem is, no one can follow them for long. And they can't follow them for long for two reasons. One is they, they never do the mindset piece in order to change yourself from thinking like a dieter to a thin person. That's a key thing. And the second thing is that the plan wasn't made for you. So it's like you trying to force yourself to follow a plan that wasn't made for you is always going to be a challenge, you know? So, you know, I look at weight loss in my program. I consider it like it's like a college course that's compressed into eight weeks, you know? It takes some work. Yeah, come up with your eating blueprint. Yeah, it takes some work, you know, compared to someone just, oh, here's the plan. But that eating someone giving you a plan it's like it's just never gonna work long term for you it's not built for you you know it's like this is your life this is how you're gonna eat it's worth a little bit of time and effort to figure out how you want to eat you know i love how i eat you know and so even that like i follow a five two model right so five days of clean eating two days of pleasure eating you know that in of itself is profound for a million reasons the two big ones being this the two pleasure eating days because oh pleasure eating days i'm gonna go crazy no, you're not, because you're going to learn how to like, what's what we call it? Minimize the damage, you know, enjoy the food, but get the most enjoyment po possible out of it. The most enjoyment possible isn't stuffing yourself silly, is it? Is that really the most pleasure you get out of something? No. So what happens, and this is what's so unique with, with my approach, is that it's so different from other diets, is that you learn how to structure your eating in a way that you could live with forever. And so I like the 5-2 model. You can tweak it to how you want. But I have five days of clean eating. That's the intention. I'm never 100% clean. And then I have two days of pleasure eating. But I'm not 100% pleasure, like just stuffing myself. So you actually, because when you go for pleasure eating, you opt out of weight loss, right? You're all or nothing. And so never are you actually eating for pleasure and enjoying yourself. I just had a client today and she's like, holy shit, it is a game. I, I ate on Saturday and I, I really enjoyed it. And she goes, the crazy part is I didn't go nuts. Yeah, because when you actually allow yourself to enjoy the food, you tend to eat a lot better. What's making you way overeat is because you're always trying to restrict yourself. And then you start eating the wrong food. And now you're like, oh, shit, I'm eating the wrong food. I might as well eat a lot of it because I can't eat any more of it after tomorrow. I'm going to start again tomorrow. You know? And so, again, it's that diet or mindset. You don't even know how fucked up you are with that diet or mindset. I'm, I promise you. You know, you don't even realize how, how messed up it is. So anyway, so that's a big part of it. But the bigger part of the 5-2 process is this, that after the two days of pleasure, you get back on track with the clean days of eating. I think that's the most important part because the most important skill to mastering your weight is the ability to get back on track quickly. This is, again, this is one of the biggest differences with a diet mindset. With a diet mindset, you think you're going to be perfect on day one and you're going to be perfect until you get to your goal weight. It's never going to fucking happen that way. It never has happened that way, except for maybe one time you know, before your wedding or some crazy outlier situation. But it's like, it's not going to happen that way. So you have to stop building your weight loss around the idea that you're going to be perfect because you're not. What you have to build it around is that I'm not going to be perfect and I want to get good at being less damaging when I'm not perfect, you know, and the ability to get back on track quickly, you know, that's the key one. So every week we're practicing that we're practicing how to eat for pleasure in a healthier way. And we're practicing how to get back on track and eat clean profound. I, I don't know. It's just, it's such a different, different approach. Thank you. I appreciate your help. It's hard to always think about my fat, but I want to change that. Yeah. Great. Great. I, I get that Yelena. And that's the point. People with weight loss that you're just so obsessed with being overweight and how you don't want to be overweight and just want to lose the weight that you never have any time to think about, well, what would I be like if I was thin and healthy? How would, how would Yelena who is thin and healthy and happy be?
how would she eat? What would she, how would she live her life? How would she think? How would she feel? What behaviors would you, would, would healthy thin Yelena have? You never think about that, right? You guys never think about that. You're always, again, in the program, we talk about this. It's problem-oriented thinking. You're trapped in problem-oriented thinking. Diets are problem-oriented and you're trapped in that problem-oriented thought cycle. And what you don't understand is that that's a hypnotically, that's programming you to be overweight. It's programming you to be a dieter who's constantly looping through that process of all or nothing, you know? So the real secret is you have to stop thinking like a dieter and start thinking like a thin person. And that process of thinking like a thin person is like learning another language. It's easier than learning another language, but it's in the ballpark of that. You don't know how to think like a thin person, which is to say you don't know how to lose weight. You don't know how to be thin. So stop saying you do. Because I hear people say, oh, I know what I got to do. I just got to do it. No, you don't know what to do or else you would do it. Because you want to lose weight, right? Yeah. So why aren't you doing it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you don't know how to consistently do it. Because you know how to do the all or nothing diet thing. You know, and so you don't know how to think like a thin person. Yeah. So you got to learn. Um, so true. I've done all the diets and it just comes down to healthy eating with a few treats and exercise. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Jill, what do you think about people who lost weight just by still eating processed food? Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, that, that can happen for sure. I just made a video on this, like a calorie is a calorie, you know, and in one sense it's bullshit. But scientifically, it's not, right? I mean, calorie is just a calorie. So you can eat, you know, 100 calories of sugar, 100 calories of vegetables, 100 calories is 100 calories. You'll, you'll still lose weight. Um, however, when, when you eat those calories and sugar, it's really hard not to eat 100 more calories of the sugar. It's way harder not to eat 100 more calories of the sugar than it is not to eat 100 more calories of the vegetables, you know? So there's that difference. But yeah, I mean, so people that just eat processed, I just watched this, I just read about this the other day. You might be referencing that. I don't know if this is this in the news lately, but someone, um, they just ate fast food and they lost weight. You know, you can do that. Um, but, you know, yeah, you can absolutely do that. But I think that's a, a short, I, I would say like anyone with enough motivation could do that, you know, no doubt about it. I think in the in the real world, I think that's a much harder thing to do because I think you're you're cranking up your cravings. Those processed foods, listen, Processed food is designed to be as addictive as possible. Processed food is not designed to nourish your body. It's designed to make you eat as much of it as possible. It's a business model. Do you understand this, okay? Let's be clear about this. Processed food is designed in labs by chemists to get you to eat as much of it as possible. It's that simple. Think of it like food cigarettes, right? Cigarettes, the, the goal is to get you to smoke as much as possible. That's what they want you to do because that means more money for them. So processed food is designed with one intention only to get you as much of it as possible, okay? So could someone eat processed food and have iron willpower and, and, a, and a huge motivation to lose weight and still do it? Yeah. Are, are you going to be that person? Almost guaranteed no. That's what I would say. So, so you absolutely can technically do that, but the chances of that actually working in the real world are way lower because those processed foods are cranking up your cravings with a million techniques. I'm not going to go into right now, but certainly you could. Um, I've thought about that, but it makes me feel bad because it's like, why can't I be the healthy version? Oh, oh, I got you. Yep, yep. Okay, so that's a good point. You, you want to think about your ideal self, but when you think about it, you start feeling regret and disappointment and, and discouragement, right? Um, and that's a trap you got to watch out for. You know, because if you can't allow yourself, people get there. So they get so discouraged. They can't even think about the goal anymore, you know, because think about the goal makes them feel bad. You can't let that happen. Now, um, 
I don't have time to go into all the things, but, but that's such an important point. I'd suggest, let me just put it this way. Go, go to my bio and listen to the hypnosis session. Okay. Let's put it that way. Cause, cause what's happening is this happens to a lot of people. Okay. So, so a lot of you, if you've been struggling with your weight for a while, what happens is every time you think about your weight, weight loss, <clears throat> your body right now, you're going into a state of fight or flight. You're, you're activating your sympathetic nervous system and you think about it and you get anxious, you get stressed, you get tense thinking about your weight. Okay. So go, please go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session and listen to that because it'll be the first time probably in your life or as long as you can remember that you've thought about your weight in a relaxed, calm, parasympathetic activated nervous system. It, it's night and day. That's all I can tell you. So when you're thinking about your goal weight and being the person you want to be, you're feeling bad because you're getting tweaked up. You don't realize it. Okay. You can be practice now. You don't listen to the session if you don't want to because your ability to relax yourself is probably low. That's why I say go listen to the session. But if you can relax yourself and calm down and start thinking about your healthy self, um, it's a different experience, right? Um, Lone Ranger, thank you so much for all you do and for taking the time to educate us. You are welcome. Yeah, this is um, this is my passion. And, and again, this is for me, I, if you don't know my story, my father died at 54 of a heart attack. I was nine. <clears throat> so I'm on this path and it's not just, I don't want you to lose weight just so you can wear a bathing suit to the beach. I want you to do that. That's fun. But I, it's more I want you to live as long as you possibly can. I want you to have the best quality of life while you're here. I want you to feel good about yourself. I want you to kick an ass and just feeling amazing. I want you to live a life where you don't have to worry about weight loss and fucking diets and worrying about food and just, you know, because think about it, right? I mean, like, because I asked this question. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss. I've been doing this for 20 years. It's nonstop. So it's like when I, I'll ask people, how often are you thinking about your weight? I mean, people say 60, 70, 80% of the time. You know, that's your life, man. That's your life going by. Um, you got to take care of this, you know, make a commitment. I was just, I was just reading this book. This is one of the best books I read in a long time, the willpower instinct, but it was talking about this idea that the, um, what do they call it? Let me look this up real quick. The, oops. The false hope syndrome, right? So false hope syndrome is when you, you say, okay, that's it. I'm going to commit this. You get this on Sunday. Okay. That's it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to lose the weight. And that thought and idea, and you start thinking about yourself the way you want to be and start getting all excited and stuff, but you don't ever make a real commitment to it. You've got to watch out for that, right? Where you get real excited, I want to lose the weight. And, um, oh, awesome, Don. Yeah, it's such a good book. It's such a great book. Um, I really, really enjoy it. Because everything in the program, Program Yourself Thin, all the things are in line with that. But it's cool reading her take on it because she clarifies some things in a, in a better way, to be honest. And um, I'm integrating that into a new version of the program anyways. But I love that book. I think it's very good. But this idea of the false hope syndrome, that's what you're going through. It's like an addiction where you're like, oh, I'm going to start this diet. I'm going to lose all the weight. And you get excited. You get hyped up because it's like it feels good to imagine yourself that way. But it's um, it doesn't last. It's not real. You're not making a real commitment. Um, the willpower instinct. Uh, it's not a real commitment. So I, like, I always say this, like your decision to lose weight doesn't mean shit until you make a real commitment to it. You know, that's why my program, I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll save you guys some of you some time. Maybe I'll, you know, get you there, but my program is $2,000. Okay. So, um, again, that may seem like a lot to some people to work with me privately is $10,000. So again, everything's relative, but, um, if you go through that link again, I tell you, you can get it for, for a thousand bucks, but yeah, it, it's like, you got to make a real commitment to this because it, it's a, it's a big undertaking. You know, I look at it like college and it's like, if you don't make an investment to go to college, Right. Because most people, when they approach their weight loss, are very conditional. You know, as long as they're losing weight, as long as it's not too hard, they'll stick with it. But the second the scale doesn't move as much as they want or it's too difficult, they just quit. 
you know? And it's like, if you went to college without any commitment, you know, that first difficult class you got, you're like, I'm done, you know, I'm good. But because you made a long-term commitment to it, you stuck through it and you became a better version of yourself. And my program is no different. You need to make a real commitment to mastering your weight. And you haven't done that so far, you know? Don't, don't be offended, but let's be honest. You haven't made a real commitment. This idea that you just keep starting every, every Monday, you know, on keto or whatever you're trying to do, that's not a real commitment. You know, well, a real commitment is when you fork over some money, you know what I mean? And really commit to it compared to what, you know, compare what you spent on your phones or, you know, on your car, you know, compared to what you've invested in mastering your weight. And, uh, you know, it's gonna be a huge difference. Most likely, um, it's getting so hard for me. I lost 26 pounds. Now it's not moving like it used to get sad. Yeah. Again, I get that because it's all about the weight loss for you, you know, and, and the program, in my program, it's an inside out approach. It's, it starts by defining who you want to be and then working consistently to become that person. And, um, when you just look at the weight loss, it's almost a guaranteed failure because you, you're just looking, it's like weight and money are, are the same in the sense that they're just means to an end. And so just losing weight doesn't make you happy and just making money doesn't make you happy. It depends how you're doing it you know, is a big part of the process. And so a lot of people are losing weight in ways that make them miserable and unhappy right from the beginning. They feel deprived, frustrated, annoyed. And um, the weight loss isn't enough to overcome that. So in my program, you start the program off feeling relaxed, calm, and happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's where the weight loss and the weight mastery comes from. So it's like my program, you feel good on day one. There is no strict, stupid meal plan. There is no crazy workouts. There is no crazy fucking diet. Oh, no more carbs starting tomorrow. That, what? You know what I mean? If 80% of your diet's carbs and you think you're going to change 80% of your diet starting tomorrow and be perfect with it, it's so dumb. Now, again, I'm not blaming you. I'm not, I'm not attacking you um, because I know you, it's not your fault. You've just been conditioned by diets to think this way. But please, good Lord, now that I'm saying it, get a little bit of perspective and say, yeah, that's crazy. The idea that I'm going to change all of my eating starting tomorrow is fucking nuts. How could I do that? You make over 200 food decisions a day. You think you're just instantly, why would, how many times have you tried doing it? Do you know what I mean? Like, so again, I get out here just to um, give you an alternate perspective. You know, and, you know, if you can't do my program, don't want to do my program, fine. But at least start working on your mindset, you know, because until you start working on your mindset, you're never, ever, never going to get the results you want. You know, it's not enough to know what to do. You know what I mean? You got to stop believing that these plans, oh, all I need is a plan. All I need is a shot. All I need is surgery. None of those work long-term. The only thing that works is changing your mindset. All right. So that I'm going to leave you. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Yay, Don. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so that's another one too. Yeah. So anyone, if, um, you want to listen to more, I got the podcast program yourself thin podcast is on all the podcast services. Uh, my YouTube channel is Jim Kitsoulis. Uh, and I put a lot of good stuff up there. I did. Yeah. I did a, a podcast with Amity Rose, another hypnotist. That was a really good one. Um, so if you look that up, that was a interview we did. That was good. Uh, and then if you haven't yet go to that, the link in my bio, go get that hypnosis session I'm giving you. And then you're going to be brought to a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that, watch that training. Okay. 30 minutes. It'll change the way you think about weight forever. Okay. And then, um, I talk about my program. If you want to get in there again, I'll give you a, a discount. If you watch that, that to that point. And, um, if you get in there, then I'll see you in the program, but in the meantime, have a great day and I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.